before we start the show, we'd like to let you know that us two gals are on Patreon. Did you know? Now you do. Uh, you can find us over at patreon.com slash three in the pink, three the word. If you don't know how to spell that, it's T-H-R-E-E uh-huh. in the pink. <laughs> patreon.com slash three in the pink and you can find various uh, reward tiers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of them are bonus episodes, mm-hmm. uh, extra, you know, content. Uh, you can choose a question. You can be on the show. You can be I on guess. the show. We don't really know you what You can have are. some content so that you can be content. <laughs> uh, yeah, find us over there. about this week? Hookers. Hoes. Whores. Prostitutes. Proth- prosies. Prosies. Women of the night. Ladies of the night. Uh-huh. Red Scar- ladies. Red Scarlet ladies. lady women. <laughs> um, uh, also it. men. Deader. Deader. Also marginalised genders. Marginalised. We'll be talking about them this week because of a bunch of different... Um, Studies, cultural phenomena that have uh, thrust them into the ether, as you might say. Thrusted them as much as they are thrusted into. <laughs> uh-huh. Into, oh God. Um, we've got with us our resident ho. Ho. Fotty. Fotty. Epsy. We haven't introduced ourselves. This is Three in the Pink. Oh, um, yeah. I'm Mario Mama. Just a bit, a bit, a bit rusty. At the yeah, moment. just yeah. a bit rusty because we had a break. We had a sabbatical. We had, we had a sabbatical. A sabbatical. We had to just like find ourselves. Shabbat, sabbats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to find our voice culturally mm. uh, and came back and decided let's just talk about hoes. Let's just talk about yeah. hoes. You're Epsy. I'm Roma. Yeah. Anyway. I'm a hoe. I was Epsy's a hoe. And so we thought we would use that we, knowledge. Thought. We thought we'd use that knowledge <laughs> to discuss hoes. Mm. We thought about thoughts. Yeah. I have a lot of thought about thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about thoughts. Yeah. There you go. That's the episode. That's, yeah, there's the episode. Thoughts. Yes. The first thought that I have about thoughts is, well, there are lots of people in the world who have very bad and angry thoughts about thoughts. Yes. Specifically, yes. um, I'm not sure if you've been following, but there is a hashtag. Mm. Uh, That's a hashtag if you don't speak Apsy. Yeah, it's a hashtag <laughs> called uh, hashtag thought audit, which is funny, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> behind <laughs> it is not funny. It's not funny at all. Mm. So there's um, a That's bunch of girl. bunch of guys. I think it, a lot of uh, people have been called said that it's like an incel thing. Yes. But I think it's probably... It seems it, like an incel, incel thing. thing, but also... Do you want to explain what it is? Yes. And, and perhaps we could link to our prior show about incels. Yes. yes. Incel short for in, involuntary celibate. This, uh, uh, this... Like a community of guys who can't get laid and think that it's the world. Who believe that the sexual slash... revolution has left men behind non-chad men. Yes. Non-kind of blonde, muscular men. They've, um, they, they have won the sexual revolution and it's left all the kind of beta 
men behind. Um, it's a complicated community. It's very complicated. Um, and rec- well, fairly recently, uh, they were in the news and became more sort of like mainstream uh, aware. They were made aware of by the mainstream. The mainstream became aware of there them more. Yeah. Uh, because there was one who like just fucking went on a rampage and murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, because he couldn't get laid. Um, it's a, it's a common, uh, it's kind of a cult- cultural moral panic right now, but there are some elements to it that are worth considering, mm. I think, um, because even though, obviously, incels aren't going to run the world. They <laughs> Who do run the world? Incels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are, they have, I mean, you know, Elliot Roger, who mm. committed that massacre in uh, California, was it Palo Alto? No, I can't remember. Um, and other people, there are moments where they leak into the, into the culture, so it's something mm. to think about, but it is, it is interesting with things like this because they start they have very strong opinions, clearly, of sex workers, yes. which is, it's kind of interesting because I know that, that there are some incels who have this kind of grand idea that the government should provide, like, subsidised, let's just be, like, government-subsidised sex program, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, so that they What's could... What's it called? Enforced monogamy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's a Jordan Peterson thing, but, like... It's an incel idea that yeah, he's about... Yeah, Then is, he yeah. defended it, to be fair-ish. He said it's just an example and he wasn't actually saying they should enforce it, but we should sort of gently culturally encourage women to marry men because, like, statistically men are safer when they are with a partner. As if women don't, so women don't marry ugly men it all is. the As time. Women don't stoop. <laughs> I don't even know very, barely any women who are reaching and almost every guy oh, in yeah. a relationship you, is it's, reaching it's rare. to fuck. It's rare that you ever see... Yeah. Like a super hot guy with a less than attractive or average yeah. looking woman. Yeah. Always the other way around. Always. Always. Which that is... monogamy is being enforced. But yeah, so there are some certain intels that think that the government should like provide them with sex workers yeah. uh, and the taxpayers should pay for it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they have this idea because they obviously have very strong opinions about sex workers in general. And I feel that like there are so many people that look at the incel problem and think, well, why they don't just, why they don't just hire an escort but there's no way that an incel would ever because their whole point is that they feel entitled to sex yeah so they would never think they shouldn't have to pay for it yeah they would they Especially would what they would consider to be a lot of money because these are often like disenfranchised men who don't yeah. have a lot of money they so. would massively resent that not that there aren't clients who do pay and do massively resent paying yeah for sex and that kind of you know that comes out in other ways yeah um when it comes to like their resentment of sex workers in general but this whole thought order is this an idea that was concocted by somebody that oh like aha wouldn't it be like really funny and great and like wouldn't it bring down sex workers and you know women in general who uh, capitalize off their sexuality by reporting them for tax evasion yeah. to the IRS or the HMRC, respective of yeah. where, where you yeah, are in the is, world. This is cross-Atlantic bullshit. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they think it has legs, but, I mean... Does it? No, because, I mean, there was somebody, um, somebody who apparently worked for the government, uh, specifically in the department, in the IRS department, and basically said, like, you... They're, ma- they're a massively underfunded part of the government and in order to report somebody for tax evasion you need to know all their details like their legal name and everything and yeah. you have, it's a shit ton of paperwork that nobody right. ever has time for right so 
also it, it neglects to you know recognize the fact that a lot of sex most sex workers pay their taxes anyway i'm sure there are plenty that don't yeah. but you know when it comes to cash and hand jobs i'm sure there are lots of people who don't or you, you like or skim. You, you you get an accountant and you wiggle and yeah. basically figure out how much yeah. you can yeah. pay. But, but that's it's more literally of a, just all yeah, This thought audit thing is mostly just a scare tactic. But I think that in itself doesn't make it like obviously it's not benign in that it's definitely shook a lot of um sex workers. Yeah, because it's something that they worry about. Um I would say, like, that's a worry of... of yeah, and I guess of... it's also just a worry about being outed, because yeah. if anyone... If you're under scrutiny for anything, like, if somebody's just got their eye on you and someone wants to find out the information about you, like, maybe they could, and maybe they could make that public. Um, but it is, yeah, it is just mostly a scare tactic, but I think that this whole... All of it is just to reignite a lot of, like, damaging ideas about sex workers and women who are very openly sexual and maybe make money off that. It certainly would help to, you know, stir up all of this stigma that sex workers have had to live through. And yeah. It's it's one yeah. of those things, like a lot of the things that the inc- that incels do, and that one of these kind of new manifestations of hate—not cr- hate crimes, but manifestations of prejudice or attacks. Mm. Like, it's like the internet's version of like uh harassing a sex worker right yeah like it's yeah. a sneaky underhand online way to psychologically startle yeah exactly. someone that you instead of like you know the old days you just you know um you could you could do much more direct stuff and people still do that obviously to sex workers but it's such an online way to harass sex workers and to uh, freak them out because it's got a element of something that sex workers are genuinely worried about yeah they're not going to bookings and being violent or being weird or whatever <clears throat> clients can be that are damaging to sex workers or just worrisome but they're they're finding something that sex workers sort of do worry about yeah the worry of being outed and also the worry of being outed via not paying your taxes because you're you know it's also yeah. scary being self-employed and all that it's scary and it's all ties into this i like you know the work being precarious and your livelihood being dependent on whether you're in poverty or not and that is dependent on your status yeah and if you're singled out and made and if you're if you're exposed then that's what puts you in a situation in which you your life is threatened yeah. and that's not that can be linked to like client violence as well because if you're ever in a situation where you can't make money then that's when you start seeing clients that are more dangerous yeah. clients that you wouldn't normally that you you'd screen out. I feel like most sex workers don't earn enough to no, be massive tax evaders. No, they don't. They don't. They probably it's wouldn't even like reach the limit where you have to even stop. No, paying yeah, tax. you probably don't reach that threshold. Because also, like, it's just a very confused like mindset to have because surely if you believe that sex workers should pay their taxes then are you not accepting that it's work <laughs> yeah yeah you're accepting in the most banal sense of the yeah. word <laughs> like uh in like a bureaucratic sense also i feel like because it's incels that are f- coming up with this particular tactic it it's it's definite backlash against the public acceptance of yeah uh non-self-loathing sex work sex work as a choice and as Mm. a position of if not power then a certain kind of 
a, a self-actualized sex worker who's decided to do it and wants to do it and wants rights so that she can just practice it safely and perhaps work with a friend or friends. And it's fighting against this, this sort of current movement to legitimize the majority, well, the, the, the sex workers who are not sort of street work walkers mm. and pe- uh, people who want to kind of diversify the view of sex workers as not just high escorts and not just yeah. uh, street walkers, but all the people and in not between. And just, not just trafficked people as yeah, well. Yeah, because that even. As he spoke about in this book, uh, I'm reading a book, it's really good. It's called Revolting Prostitutes. Um, it's by Juno Mack and Molly Smith. But one of the things that they talk about, it's very, it's very well written and very detailed, but um, one of the things that they talk about is like, yeah, there is this sort of binary that we have in our minds about sex workers and the trafficked victim and the, yeah. you know, happy hooker. But the, even when it comes to like trafficking victims and people who, who are forced to work in the sex industry, there is, there is still like there are shades within that as well. Yeah. Like somebody who's trafficked, you know, they still have, they need, still need labor rights. Like yeah. they're still working in that industry and they still have like, you know, they fall, they have the same pressures. They're still workers, they're yeah. laborers, despite, yeah. you know, being pressured into doing it. And that kind of pressure can be, you know, that can be compounded by, drug addiction, homelessness, etc. And there isn't just a perfect victim. Yeah. As much as there isn't a perfect, you know, example of a, a sex worker who does their work by choice and that loves it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, you need to, people need to kind of just, you know, understand that that's not the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that it does explain why it would irk incels particularly to have this kind of, to try and force a bit of kind of complex thinking into this matter and to, tr- and to try and refuse that binary, essentially. Mm. Um, because to an incel, they would, I, I assume, view a sex worker as someone who's, like, taking advantage yeah. of, like, poor, vulnerable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sad, and the idea of men. <laughs> given that they think that women are craven and at wit, at, at, at the whim of their emotions and are incapable of making their own sexual decisions and have been benefiting from the sexual revolution and now have kind of free reign, too much yeah, choice. As if we the idea of the someone power. who's choosing to mm. make money, uh, their ideas, in their view, too much money from selling sex and from completely owning their sexuality when they think that women already have too much say over their sexuality is obviously going to incense and incel. Should we move on to the Tumblr explicit yeah. image? Bank? I mean, the guy who's, like, fronted or is, like, the main man when it comes to this thought audit is this guy called Daniel Wu, who's apparently a client who lives in London. Mm. It's interesting really? that it's a client. I mean, uh, it's, it's just... Uh, there's oh, oh, this makes me feel sick. Um, moving on from sort of uh, fringe threats to sex work into establishment threats uh, in the form of so ever since Foster and Sester, which were the bans in America on online advertising for sex work, um, ever since then there's been sort of talk of that sort of a lot of similar law being implemented in the UK. And so there's been parliamentary debates that we covered a couple, well, a few shows ago. Mm. And you'll have maybe seen a few studies, a few tweets, a few things online about 
the debate about sex work kind of raging, mm-hmm. where you've got <clears throat> people who want it to be illegal, people who want to uh, criminalise the people who buy sex because they think it protects the women who are part of sex work because they think they're all victims, and then you've got people who want to decriminalise it altogether. Obviously, you know what we think. Um, but the first potentially worrying uh the sort of like start of this move to sort of criminalize online sex buying mm, and selling mm. is this uh tumblr explicit image ban which yeah. guess what it did <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it, it obviously banned uh is it so it banned the explicit images yeah on and tumblr. i think snapchat we're doing something similar snapchat i think is a special uh example because Obviously, Snapchat's whole, like, inception and its entire, like, premise and um, <laughs> was, you know, it's... Dick pics. It's dick pics and nudes and the idea that, you know, it's a... It's all going to be deleted anyway. Yeah, it's an image that's only available for a short period of time. And obviously when it... I remember when it first came out, I was like, oh, that's what it's for. Yeah. That's yeah. clearly what it was for. It's the nude app because it any regret that you might have from sending a nude or if you send it I nude. I think actually the founder even admitted that it was uh, the idea came to him after the whole Anthony Weiner yeah. sex scandal. He was oh. the politician who. So if all the records were deleted. Yeah. The, is that the but guy the online sex? He was Anthony like, Weiner was the politician, the senator. Yeah. One of the senators who like, yeah, he basically sent a bunch of dick pics, I think, to a really young oh, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but, like, to every... And he's yeah. called Wiener. He sent it to, like, loads of people. Yeah, and he sent this Wiener. He sent his Wiener to everyone, and... I mean, it's kind of fucked up, you know. Yeah, to, but then that's what... Not to send the dick pics, obviously, but to create an app where there is no liability. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's just, like, it's sad that that's obviously where this, the the idea came from. Yeah. And then to just completely turn your back on sex workers who would have used that platform or are known to use that platform to to make money. Yeah. I yeah. never have because I don't really know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tumblr, I assume that people use it as an advertising, not advertising, yeah. but sort of salacious. Twitter as well is cracking down. Yeah. A lot. Because people use it to just, uh, they don't say anything explicit, but they'll just say like, oh, I'm here, I'm working yeah. today. Or Twitter whatever. have like shut down a lot of uh, sex workers accounts. <laughs> yes. They did it in the US and yeah. they've done it to numbers of them in the UK as well. It's just like, have some fucking priority. Isn't it? Look at what's happening in the world. Look at the people who are running rampant and the effect of just pure, unregulated capitalism. Like, look what social media itself can do with your data. Mm. It can listen to your phone calls, collect all your data, sell it, use it to manipulate your behaviour. It can create algorithms to it's recording me chemically... Asking, it's recording me asking how to put cocaine up your bum. Yeah, on your phone. Like, it, social media itself is so much more terrifying yeah, as, yeah. A, as a Tool machination yeah. than somebody using it to just Make have money. a consensual a interaction hustle. with someone else like it just the things that they choose to crack down on it's like you know twitter won't even ban a nazi yeah 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 but that's a different argument facebook but it as will... well has that has been accused of having that same bias yeah but a woman just quietly making a living consensually interacting with other adults 
female presenting a... nipples on Facebook yeah. out loud. It's Have like... you seen that meme of like a picture of like it's like female presenting nipples, but it's like a woman like going like this. It's, it's like she... a man's nipples because oh, she's right. female and she's presenting them. <laughs> I think it was funny. <laughs> I don't really... I need to see it. <laughs> or, like, is it just... Yeah, she's like... Oh, well, the face is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just... It's... it's it's uh, it, it, it boggles. It the mind. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It's, it's pathetic. It really is just... It's kind of, yeah... We've seen a lot of, like, discussion about censorship on the internet coming to a head, but this is, like, really... I mean, who cares if you're a 20-year-old guy, your 13-year-old kid watches porn, but people out here trying to make some coin. Yeah, it's just about the hustle. And and I think it's, like, obviously it's really important to make the point that, like, the online hustle is is what keeps sex workers safe. Yeah, That's, like, the crux of it all, is that, like, when you take away a sex worker's tools that allow her to advertise freely and allow her to screen her clients. Yeah, because with online you can create a database of numbers. numbers. You can, you're can you in groups with other yeah, sex workers, right? Yeah, and, like, you know, share information. That's, yeah. cre- that's like, life-saving yeah. information. And the ability to work indoors, obviously, that's what the internet um, can allow you to do. Yeah. Um, you take that away and... All you do is you're just putting people in harm's way. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be... It's not a fucking difficult thing to understand. Yeah. That's what's frustrating about a lot of this is that you see people who have these, you know, they believe that doing these kind of cracking down on websites like Backpage and and Rentboy and all this kind of things and criminalizing clients, etc., I'm sure a lot of them do have good intentions, but it doesn't take a fucking minute to even just jump to that conclusion and realise the implications. Yeah. Of what, that's what's the most frustrating about it. But then at the same time, I think a lot of it is, actually, this is working exactly how it's meant to. Yeah. Like, there is no... Yeah. yeah, this is... You know, this was designed to do this. Yeah. It was designed to, you know, go after sex workers yeah. and make their lives, their lives more difficult and more dangerous and actually... In, in, a, in a way, know, maybe to deter them... Yeah, but it's yeah. this idea that they're all victims and they're all, you know, the argument about whether or not anyone should be doing sex work is is another thing. But it's a very reasonable choice, I sus- I think, from if you're if you're to work a minimum wage job, yeah, where you the, your workers' rights are shot, yeah, um, and you yeah. have no freedom and you barely get paid anything sometimes you won't even get paid at all because a lot of it's agency work and your yeah. your wages get delayed or they get some There's of so it's much missing. bureaucracy to go through i mean work is what the working environment right now for for the working class and yeah. the sort of new underclass of precarious workers is shit and sex work is at least something that will give you there's a reason why um, the sex industry is becoming more and more saturated with workers. Yeah. Because it's an understand it's understandably an attractive option when, you know, for example, you might be disabled. Yeah. Um, or mentally and, ill. Or mentally ill. These are kind of things that the government has started like stripping away when it comes to providing benefits and yeah. any kind of aid. Yeah. Um, childcare as well, like you know. Yeah. Or, you know, drug dependency, things like that, which, you know, drug dependency is, you know, treated as well as a criminal issue instead yeah. of a healthcare one. And that's another thing that, you know, that leaves people destitute. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to make, if you need to make a quick buck, 
like if you're if you're if you're offering somebody you know the option of making the same amount of money in one week as they do with sex work but it means them having to work 40 50 hours yeah obviously yeah and you can make what if you need quick fast cash or if you want to make the amount of money you could make in like a month Mm. and a week or a day yeah it's it's a no-brainer it is and i guess there is in order for for economically that's obviously something that would scare or just perturb the government or Mm. people who are in charge of who go like work and money and stuff Mm. because you're obviously it's it is too in a way that is too good to be true um they don't want loads and loads of women who are there often to do the work that is low-paid work for capitalism in capitalism working class women do the labor that um Mm no one else wants to do they do the care work the cleaning the nursing the teaching Mm, yeah the low paid in the case of like public sector work like nursing and teaching like increasingly care work has the highest number of suicides per like for any job and nursing and teaching are drastically underfunded super stressful you're working 18 hour days being paid for like eight of those hours or whatever not 18 like maybe like 12 hour Mm. days talk to any church anyway with the, the women, that's usually like austerity. It's not. It's not a hot take to say that austerity is disproportionately affected women. It's mm. affected like mostly, firstly anyway, the labour that women do. And so, for for increasing numbers of women to sort of go fuck that and choose yeah. to do something that is yeah. also laborious and difficult, yeah. but and I think that they well, actually like, get comp- compensated for, yeah. at, you know, fairly. Yeah. Mm. I think would it would be enough to make lawmakers go, well, f- hang on a yeah. second, because yeah. we still need people. And it's, it's always going to be marginal. Yeah. Not every and single woman. I think woman as well, is, like, other than, obviously, I think that, plays a big part in it but as well like when it just comes to like societal attitudes about sex like yeah. we still have like this massive puritanical hangover mm. um and i don't think it's going to take a long fucking time for you know people talk about there being a sexual revolution but Can have we? we really ever like no is anyone still even the most like sexually open and liberated people are still fucking weird we're just collectively <laughs> all fucking weird about yeah. sex and yeah the, the idea of people having the idea of a woman having a lot of sex and being promiscuous is shocking still to people but the idea of somebody doing that and actually making money out of it is like even yes. worse but but it's it's also the ma- a big massive paradox because we have we live in this in this like hell super, world yeah, of, of, of monetization yeah. and like neoliberalism which will monetize everything and will alienate you to the point of you know depression mm. and monetize your entire life and turn everything into a fucking gift yeah. and an app yeah but it cannot comprehend doing that to sex like yeah, the yeah, most yeah. you know the oldest profession right, the most right. the most common thing that we all have almost mm. mm-hmm. apart from my sexual people what's up what's up um, <laughs> player. it just it we we you know, we think we've moved on, but there's the occasional people are sort of poly a bit now. <laughs> That's it, really. Yeah, people I mean, dye their hair pink. Yeah, that's not a sexual revolution. Like no, you know, we, we're, 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 people still we all still have you know nuclear families and yeah. people get married. There's freedom bitch. to have casual sex. Yeah. is what there is. Yeah, but even then, but even, even then, then, that's not really look, people don't look on look upon that in a. No. Positive lights. Well, still. you have like TV it's shows. A bit, a bit, it's a bit better now. Yeah. A bit better. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's sort of. 
there it with especially amongst like women under 30 or under 40 it is like a lot of the cultural or art like tv shows and stuff like, yeah there is a normalization art. of yeah of like promiscuous women yeah. but it's still it's often not presented very well and also it's yeah not, that well we've probably talked about the all the problems that we have with like sex positive yeah exactly sex anyway, positive so. has turned it far more the other way yeah become yeah anyway it just becomes this kind of it's so immature and it's so if if there were i do sometimes feel like there could be a if we could push to decriminalize it maybe like other laws once it's illegal then the work the cultural work of thinking about what it actually means and coming to terms with it could happen if we legalize it if we decriminalize it mm. then maybe people would have to start having that conversation well, as people say. Well, I think say, so, because I do a... think that, like, policy and law massively informs people's societal attitudes, because, actually, one of the things that comes from, that I've read in the book, um, you know, with the Nordic model in Sweden, where um, the clients are criminalised, actually, if you, they've done, they've done like, a public study to look at the attitudes that the average citizen has about sex work, and before the law came in, people... Um, you know, obviously look, didn't look upon prostitution as a favourable thing, but now, after the laws changed, it's they're much stronger in yeah. their opinion about how much they dislike Because you're it. like, wait, yeah, that is yeah, a fucking... I hate exactly. that. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it's it's obviously... I mean, it makes sense that yeah. it, that would inform how people think, but... Wasn't there a, a bill that was going to uh, criminalise some aspect of it that was not passed or something? People voted... Scottish MPs, I think, voted down... Ah, I can't remember what it was, but there have been a couple of things that have pointed towards maybe lawmakers. Sort of, there has been, maybe it's because of like who we follow on Twitter or whatever. But I do feel like there's been, um, maybe it's just in Scotland, but there's been a few small victories of laws not getting passed. So I've got the hiccups now. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the SNP. It was disappointing, like a few years ago, because the SNP. Uh, voted that their official stance was that they would favour criminalising clients. Yeah. That was very disappointing. But, yeah, and it's, it's difficult because it's it's strange to fight for... So you're, like, that it's, you could argue, like, it's easier to fight for something where it's like, end this, it's bad, like, mm. this racism is bad, mm. or even something like gun violence, yeah. but I guess... In, gun, in that case you have to argue you're not even arguing you can't argue to cut them all out because you won't get you have to say like legislation but like in this case you're not saying this thing is bad let's eradicate it or this thing is good let's mm. legalize it we're saying like this particular piece of legislation is close to being good but actually bad and we're trying to sort of explain the like not that intricate but to a layman like the intricate difference between the nordic model and decriminalization mm. and that's a really annoying bureaucratic position to like not to have to be tied into because you just want to talk about like the rights that sex workers have or whatever and then people people go like oh no the nordic model people don't realize that a law that isn't perfect for sex work is going to like kill women yeah and like yeah yeah and I don't think even, like, when it comes to decriminalisation, I don't even think that that's the, a perfect answer, but it's the best thing that we can have yeah. in this moment Yeah. To, to, to make people safer. Yeah. I can't even imagine, like, working on the streets and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing was the, um, the slight glimmer of hope. Maybe this can be used 
and more data will come out like this, mm. but there was a study in the last week or so published that found, it won't be surprising to anybody who mm. knows anything, but that um, in countries where sex work is criminalised, uh, sex workers are three times as likely to face to um, face violence, double twice as likely to have HIV or other mm-hmm. STIs, and as you can expect, you know, more likely to work outside, more likely to take on risky clients because you're forcing their position into being even more precarious. Yeah. So I was ha- slightly like, oh, that's nice to see that because mm. people putting they, their they, money they, and yeah, time into yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this looks like a, it was, it was this like, like a bigger one. Because yeah, it was like 33 countries. Yeah, because that, yeah, it's more comprehensive because there's obviously the data has shown that before. But yeah. it's always, when it comes to sex work and statistics as well, it's always such a tricky game to play because everything is so covert it's difficult to get accurate data on it anyway so it's good this is like actually a big one that can make waves hopefully it's like an international I mean there are some really detailed examples in this book I was showing you some of them yeah but like because I didn't you know I don't really know very much about the state of how things obviously criminalize it most states in the US criminalize it completely that's the buyer and the seller Nevada Nevada um but there are some like re- there's some examples in there that are just fucking harrowing to read. Like in Louisiana, like if you were found to be selling sex, you would actually be put on the fucking sex offenders registry. It's fucking ridiculous. And then you would be denied housing, childcare. Um, they were even you. You wouldn't be allowed to um, seek sh- uh, shelter in a domestic abuse shelter. Yeah. Your driver's license just says sex, sex offender. offender. You basically it, just treat like levels. fucking pedo. And during Hurricane Katrina, they weren't allowed to, um, and you know, seek shelter there. They had to go to fucking jails. Oh God! After the hurricane. Yeah. So that you know, those kind of examples are just like, and you know, I knew about this before, but obviously, like. Um, it's legal for a policeman to book an escort, have sex with her, and then arrest her afterwards. Ugh, God. So it's like legal for them to like just basically rape women. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> um, the police. Um, so yeah, those kind of examples just like, and you read them, it just makes you so fucking angry. Yeah, and I guess stuff like that is why liberals like mm. sex, like those fem- people who call themselves feminists, but. Um, support the Nordic model what they probably think is well in that situation the woman needs to be free mm. and it's the men who are who are har- uh, should that, be sort of that liberal feminism I think is castral feminism. feminism I like that term yeah. but it makes sense be- it, it, obviously it makes sense that liberalism goes hand in hand with I think people who think there should be more of a police presence yeah like anything left of liberal would understand that more cops is bad. Yeah, in any context, any like anything law enforcement is is bad. Is yeah, is liberals that big divide that they consider the police to make them safer. Yeah, and anybody who's like not white and liberal yeah. does not find the police a comforting presence. No, but yeah, the idea that um, the police and there exa- again, like there's specific people that are named in here that. Um, Feminists, liberal feminists who run like organizations, anti trafficking organizations, they have actually like literally said very plainly that, uh, oh, in this example, yes, the sex worker was arrested, but it was for her own good. Like, you know, we threw her in jail, but it was like to help her. You can't take away a woman's (laughs) mean, 
means of work, making money yeah. and then ex- just take it away and leave her with nothing yeah and ex- not even that not help. even just the means of money like you know obviously it's legal for them to actually take the money to confiscate yeah. the money and the officers will pocket like yeah. a certain percentage of that anyway yeah. so there's a literal like monetary incentive for them to go out and seek these sex workers and fucking take the money that they yeah. earn even things like not being allowed to work together mm-hmm. the, the law in the UK is is that um, any more than one sex worker in a building is considered a brothel and they don't even have to be working there at the same time they yeah. can work like different days yeah yeah anything like that which if you think about it, it's what another one of these insidious laws that's like oh yeah that makes sense because they need to ca- they need to um they need to uh like name what a how much yeah. a brothel is like yeah. they actually they need to number it we, yeah. need, we need a parameter for what concrete so it might as yeah. well be more than Definition, one yeah. but when you think about it like that's probably what like some kind of liberal people would think like well you need to you need to identify how much is a brothel blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. but obviously the the as they say online the lived reality mm. of that is that women can't work together women are forced to live and work alone and what does that do in the mind of a client yeah if they know that women have yeah. to work alone, they usually yeah. have to, if even if they're working inside, they usually have to work alone because it's literally illegal for them to work. Yeah, and it shouldn't take a minute of thought. Yeah, to realise that. Yeah, did you <laughs> see that Juno Mac sort of animated short? Yeah, um, where one of the sex workers was talking about how lovely it would be to work in a in group. a collective. Yeah, yeah. A collective, collective just with one yeah. person, or how comforting it would be to know that your friend was in the other room, and how much more secure you would be rather than that feeling of being like alone. Sometimes at night or whatever, mm. just like sitting in a flat or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that is a deliberate isolation of sex workers by the law. That is a deliberately, I think, deliberately um, cruel thing yeah. to do, like thing to impose on women, yeah. because there's no way that they they can't have thought what that means for people who are doing sex work. And I just think yeah. it's gross. It's gross, you know, and it's and like you said, like it's. I don't think it's us being, um, you know, conspiracy theory-esque to no. believe that this is deliberate and that the police have, you know, as an institution, have designed it to be like this or at least had an influence in it. There's another example in there, I think it was in Sweden, where police officers actually, like, it was named Operation Homeless. And the idea was that they would, like... So they would report... They knew that a sex worker was working in a flat that they rented. They would tell the landlord that they had to evict that their tenant, the sex worker, or that or they would threaten the landlord with prosecution. Yeah. So obviously the landlord would evict the tenant, and they were given most of them were given like less than a day to leave. Yeah. So it's like examples like yeah. that where it's it. How can you look at that and think that this is any way designed to support or yeah. you know because they you know. A lot of these liberal feminists who support the Nordic model believe in some kind of like magic exit um, yeah. program. Yeah. Like, you know, we can encourage these women to leave sex work and then provide them with some kind of wholesome alternative, but there isn't one. Yeah. They, 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 like where what? is it? Yeah. Look at the world right now. Where are the? Yeah. Where are these? Like, it's not like we're like. It's not like sex workers have jobs, like like perfect jobs that they are no, choosing yeah. not to. These are people who have almost no access for various reasons to like legitimate employment, or if they do, like we were saying, 
go fucking Google their state of employment right now <laughs> and their state of zero-hour contracts and, and poor workers' rights. Yeah, what is a woman to do if she has, like, kids that she has, looked, has yeah. to look after and she doesn't have the time? And that's another thing that sex work gives you is, is time. You can make money quick, like, quickly. Quickly, and then you can of... have that time if you are ill or yeah. you have kids to look after. Yeah. Um... That's the end of our list. That's the end. Ooh, we blasted through, girl. Yeah, girl. In 40 minutes. Um, Should we keep it at that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if we think of other things, we can always, you know, come back. Um, That's uh, in conclusion... Uh, fuck the police and decriminalise I mean this was all for work. yes no. this was all for yesterday where we're recording this on Tuesday yesterday was International Day to End Violence Against Sex, sex Workers <laughs> which please let's do that yeah please. can we just aim it can this be the last one so yeah. there isn't any more and definitely recommend this book that I've been chatting about it's called yes. Revolting Prostitutes The Fight for Sex Workers Rights is available on Versal as they all are um, probably gonna. I'll go back to it. I haven't finished reading it, but when we we'll both go back read it, it we will do, do a, good, a review. A review, and maybe Molly Smith will come oh, and talk sure. to us about it. Once we get a proper mic, yes. <laughs> once we get a proper mic, and uh, you know, do you not think that like when you read this, when you see this back, like does it not look like those are coming forward? The orange is coming forward, oh, yeah, and the blue is receding. But Jacqueline Wilson colours in it. And on that note. That's it, really. That's it. You can find us on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Yes, we're back now, so we'll be posting kind of more regularly. We'll be doing two shows a month, so every fortnight. Um, And please, please please, please, please do get in touch if you would like to speak about anything. Yeah, just tell us what you want us to talk about. Do you want to be on the show? If you want to get on the show, just fucking do it. We don't care. Let anyone be on the show. Any riffraff. Yeah. Um, And that's it. Bye. Bye-bye.